Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. Tonight, I want to talk about one really sneaky way that the devil tries to make you be out of line in the bad kind of way, right? In the negative kind of way, all right? I'm talking about trying to be like everybody else, comparing yourself to other people, looking at that other guy and going like, man, that hat is cool. I better get myself one of those SpongeBob hats. Like if I could just get this hat and if I could just rock it, like how did you have, was it a little to the side? If I could just keep this exactly how my brother over there had it, then I will be as cool as him. And he's looking at me like, bro, it ain't working for you. It ain't working for you. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go that far. Give his hat away. That's jacked up. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to be like somebody else? You don't even have to raise your hand. You don't have to feel bad about it. I I bet, I I could bet a lot of money that it's been everybody. Okay, when I was in fifth grade, this is going throwback. None of you guys are even in fifth grade anymore. That's how old this is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> fifth grade, there was this dude. His name was Ryan Shuck. Everybody say Ryan Shuck. Yep. He was awesome. He was so awesome. He was the fastest kid in class. Yeah, fastest. Like fifth grade, this stuff is important. It's not even about what kind of car you drive yet or what who 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 you're dating. It's about how fast you can do the eraser run. We didn't do the mile. We did the eraser run. You, the gym teacher put it, a, a chalkboard eraser on one end of the gym and on the other end of the gym. Then you had to go pick up one and bring it back, take the other one back down to that side, and then he timed you. That's how we do it in sealants, Tucky, right there. The eraser run. And then you get a blue ribbon if you're the fastest. And, of course, Ryan Chuck got the blue ribbon. He got all the blue ribbons. And so I wanted to be like Ryan Chuck. And so I didn't have enough money to buy super fast Ryan Chuck shoes. I was in fifth grade. I didn't even start working yet until I was like 13. And then I was working like 10, 12, 13-hour days as a 13-year-old kid. But anyway, I didn't have those, that, those Benjamins then, so I couldn't buy super fast Ryan Chuck shoes. You know what I'm saying? My parents were never going to be Bonnie and Rick Shuck. They were just never going to be. Rick Shuck was my football coach, and one time at football practice, he mooned us. He just mooned us all. Like, no, please, Mr. Coach Man, put your pants back on. Cover your bottom, sir. I don't know if it was supposed to be motivating or what. But anyway, the one thing that I could do, and I might actually be able to do it a little better tonight because I'm kind of sick, but Ryan Shuck, what? Oh, gosh, no. I didn't want to be Rick Shuck, his son, the spawn of Rick, Ryan. Anyway, so, oh, my goodness. Anyway, wow. I'm not going to moon you in case anybody else was wondering. Holy Spirit. (laughs) No, Ryan had, hey, so Ryan had this really raspy voice, okay? So, 
that was the one thing I thought I could pull off. I'm like, well, hey, I can't be fast because I'm just not. I can't have super fast, cool shoes because I don't. And I can't have his mom and dad be my mom and dad because I got my own mom and dad. And that's just going to be weird. <laughs> Unless they foster me, but I had my own parents, so I was cool. And so I decided to do the Ryan Chuck voice instead. And I really don't think I can do it, but he had, he had the coolest friends and they all hung out. I, I just don't know if I can. And so, and so they would hang out with him. I, 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 I would do it. I really would. I just don't know. My best shot. It's going to be such a, it's going to be really let down for you guys. It's not that cool. <laughs> it's really not that cool. Um, I should have known that then is what I should have known. But anyway, so all of a sudden I'm doing my like Ryan Chuck voice. Like, come on, guys. We're going to go do this, guys. Come on, guys. And it was just like really crazy weird. And I obviously I can't, I can't do it. Um, and everybody else knew that I couldn't do it. But they also identified the fact that, hey, uh, are you trying to be like Chuck? What? Uh, what? What do you? Uh, no. What are you talking about? Why would I do that? He's like, come on, man. And how could they tell? That's what my question was. Like, how did they identify this super sneaky way that I was becoming someone cooler than myself? How did they do it? Because I didn't sound like myself. Because you can't be somebody else and be you at the same time. Yay. You hear me? Pick up what I'm putting down right now. You can't be somebody else and be yourself at the same time. So what's happening? You're giving something up. Right? This is so anti-gospel, anti-good news. It's not even funny. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? The gospel is the good news, right? What is the gospel in a nutshell? Somebody knows it. John 3.16. Go for it, bro. You knew that until the pressure was on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that ever, whoever believed in him would have, would not perish but have eternal life, right? Something like that. For God so loved the world. Wow. He loved the whole world. Isn't that nice? Isn't that so sweet? Look, if you read that verse, if you've read that verse, if you read that verse, if you think about that verse, and have never put your name in the place of the world, then you are missing the point. Okay? Yes, God loves the whole world. But John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, was not a blanket statement. Okay? It was a very specific statement saying that I love Daniela, even when she's texting. Even when she's texting. So much 
that I gave my son for her. I love Jess so much that I gave my son for her. I love Marcus so much. Okay, you hearing me? You tying this together in your mind in your mind? So if God loves me so much, what's happening if I'm trading who I am to try to be like somebody else? That's kind of crazy, right? There's this uh, chapter in the Psalms. You guys ever hear the Psalms? Hear of the Psalms? It's like all these beautiful, wonderful songs that people wrote to the Lord back in the day. And they're really awesome. And it's chapter uh, 139. Say 139. Okay, say it all together. 139. There you go. That's really good. And it says really crazy stuff like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Good job, Gabby. You knew that one. Right? That you know all of, you've, you've fashioned all of my inward parts. I'm not talking about organs. I'm talking about like your, the, the way you feel, your emotions, the deepest places of you. I'll talk to the girls over here because the guys haven't figured that one out yet. Like those deep places that you feel that you can't even explain with words. You can't get it out. He's like, yeah, I made them. That's pretty crazy. So when you're feeling like crazy and you can't explain it to your friend or to your mom or to your brother or your sister or whatever, you just go, God, you made me. You know me. Help me. <laughs> right? This other one that all of your days are written down in his book. And that he knew, what, he knew exactly what was going to happen before you even started your life. He knew the ways he was going to move towards you, the way he was going to pursue you, the way he was going to reveal himself to you. The way he was going to convince your heart that he loves you. And guess what? It's a lot different than it was for me. Why? Because I'm a lot different than all of y'all. And I'm really happy that my dad in heaven, God, pursued me for me and not for Darwin. He didn't make me become a luthier and string up guitars and fashion wood and stuff and teach me about how delicate it was for him to construct Darwin and t- talk to him in secret places while he's doing that kind of stuff about who knows what. I've been like, huh? No. He shows me pictures with dirt bikes in my mind, and it ha- they have numbers on the number plates. And I go to the verses in the Bible, and it's like pff, explodes in my heart because he knows me. And I love dirt bikes. And so he meets me there. Come on. This is just real life, okay? So why would I trade all of that so I can be like Ryan Chuck, who, disclaimer, Ryan Chuck is freaking awesome and loves Jesus and is super great. Played uh, football at a Division II school called Bloomsburg University, broke like every single record in the book, and then he went and played at Ohio State, which is just awesome. Yeah, that's for you, Kev. So, and he's just, he's, he's awesome. If you saw him, you'd be like, that guy is awesome, but I don't need to be like him. <laughs> so, <clears throat> why would I want to be like somebody else? 
if all of this stuff is true, if God gave his son for me, if he loved me so much that he, he actually died on a cross, was beaten, bruised, kicked around, spit on, all because he wanted to have me. That he planned, before he made the mountains, he planned out how he would pursue me with his love. Before he made Everest, before he made the blue mountains that we see around here, before he made the Appalachian, he thought, how am I going to get Chandler to know that I love her? Because what was more important? He was like, well, now that I got that taken care of, I'll lay these foundations for the world in six days and, you know, string up these mountains over here. I'll plant these seeds over here. I'll come up with all these ideas of how things will just cycle through life and the world will spin around and the galaxies will just keep expanding and expanding because I'm awesome and I don't ever stop being cool. So everything's just got to grow all the time. Yeah, that was all like, yeah, I'll do that in a week and I'll take a break on the last day because I'm awesome. The reason we get tricked into, th- into trying to be somebody else or into comparing ourselves to others is because we have lost the sense of value for ourselves. Because in so- on some level, you see that person as better than you, and you have totally lost sight of the value that God put on you when he gave his only son the son of heaven, the one who was perfect in your place so that he could have you. And all of a sudden, that all goes out the window because somebody can run the eraser run faster than you. Talk about some bull crap. Talk about a sneaky trick. Talk about a devil from hell being a devil from hell. All he can do is lie. All he can do is be sneaky. All he can do is scheme, right? What? What does it say in the Bible that quenches the schemes of the enemy? It's a shield of faith, right? So where is your faith? Do you believe in the value that God has put on your life when he said, I gave my son for justice. I gave my son for Luke. I gave my son for Micah. Because if you rest your heart there, you'll live every day in the delight knowing that Oh, yeah, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Doesn't that sound fun? Doesn't that sound a lot better than being like, oh, my gosh, I wish I was fast like Ryan Chuck. I got to show you another video really quick. No, that'd be cool. Yeah, go for it. What? It's blood everywhere. How are you feeling? I'm really upset. Why? Why are you so upset? Because. What? I wanted to look like Nicki Minaj when I woke up. You wanted to look like Nicki Minaj? What do you mean? I just wanted to be here when I woke up. You're still pretty, though. Not like Nikki. You think she's the prettiest? I just wanted to have her butt and her face. 
But I just wanted to be naked but not when I woke up. But you got your teeth done. You thought you were going to look like Nicki Minaj. a lot of money. And that's what you thought they were going to do? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. But I'm still white. <laughs> <laughs> but you look, you look good. I would look better if I was Nicki Minaj. How are you feeling, though? You don't feel very good? Mm-hmm. Tired? Mm-hmm. Don't touch that. You gotta leave that alone. I'm 58. Sorry. You know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. You're not a dentist. You're right. I'm not. I just wanted to be naked. <laughs> I just love her. And I wanted to be Nicki Minaj when I woke up. I didn't know what else. What? Ellen DeGeneres. You wanted to be her too? No, I just want to be friends with her. You want to meet her? No, I want to be friends with her. Okay. Okay. I love Ellen. I do too. Ellen DeGeneres is generous. That's literally her name. Why are you crying? Because I just want to be your friend. I want to go on a show. And I want her to give me one of those giant checks so I can go shopping. And I'll help kids or something. That's good. So you just want to go on a show to get a check? She says, I want to go on her show to get one of those giant checks so I can go shopping and give some to kids or something, she said at the end. Oh, my gosh. So, case in point, I just want to be Nicki Minaj. I just, yeah, exactly. I can't do the voice. All right, stand up for me. All right, check it out. Give me your attention for just a few more minutes, all right? This is this verse in um, Romans chapter 8. It said, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, which is also a translation for father or like daddy. Um. How many of you have ever experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit? It's really good. If you haven't, it's okay, because we're going to pray that it happens right now. But look, the, when the Holy Spirit fills you, more than speaking in tongues 
not, maybe not more, but along with speaking in tongues, along with feel, receiving power to see people get healed and, and, and all kinds of stuff like that, this, is, this verse is talking about something that's super, super valuable and important, is that there's an identity that comes on you and fills you. When the Holy Spirit fills you, all of a sudden your whole being cries out, Daddy! It cries out in a way that identifies with God as your father. And you realize that you are a son, that you are a daughter of God. And so if that's true, then all of that fear, right? That bondage of fear, that that cycle of competition and comparing, that cycle of wanting to be like other people, that cycle of wishing you have Nicki Minaj's butt, It just goes away because all of a sudden, the thing that consumes you is this adoption that says, I am a child of God. And you don't identify yourself by being second place in the eraser run or by not having not being the tallest person in your class. You don't identify yourself with being the four eyes in the second row of the school picture. You don't identify yourself as being the non-athletic kid, the geek, the computer weirdo. You don't identify yourself with how people have put labels on you your whole life. You identify yourself with being a son or a daughter of God. Right? And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff it seems so hard that the things that you wish could just be taken out of your life. All of the challenges, all of the hard stuff, all of the things that you wish like, well, why couldn't I just be like so-and-so? Why couldn't my dad just buy me a brand new Range Rover? Why couldn't my family have enough money for me to have the coolest shoes? Why couldn't I, you know, whatever, have a family that stuck together and didn't get divorced and didn't I didn't have to go to two Christmases and two Thanksgivings and I didn't have to get pushed around from place to place. Why do I have to get moved all over the country and have changed schools 38 times? Why did that have to happen to me? And you realize that if I'm a child of God, if I'm a son or a daughter, if, if I am the one that he gave his only son for, if it's me, if it's me who's fearfully and wonderfully made, it's, if it's me whose days were written down in his book, if it's me who he said that all things would work together for my good because he loves me and I love him back, then all of those challenges, all of those circumstances just become the thing that's standing in between you and your potential between you and the promise that God has for you. And you realize that if I am this child of God, if I really do have this DNA, if I am crying out with this spirit of adoption and all of me is saying, I am a son, I am a daughter, then all of a sudden you realize that inside your very DNA is victory. 
Inside your very DNA is an overcomer, a conqueror that cannot be stopped and will not be denied by, by any mountain, any valley, any, any river that you have to cross. And you step up to the plate and you go, bring it on. I've got victory wrapped up inside of me. I've got an overcoming blood flowing through my veins. I've got a a wind of love at my back that can push me through the biggest waves, the craziest storms. And so no matter how hard you can hit me, you're not going to stop me. No matter how many times I fall down, I am definitely going to be getting back up. And you better freaking be ready for me when I get back up. That's a for real thing. The devil knows that he's not as powerful as you. And sometimes you've got to remind him. Because he'll try to pull some crap, Mary. He'll try to convince you that you need to be like somebody else. He'll try to play that game with you, Nathaniel, and say, you should be smarter. You should be way further along by now. Why don't you just give up? And you go, yeah, I'm going through you, over you, around you. I don't care which way I'm going, but I'm getting to the promise that God's given me as a child of God. That he has plans for my future. Future and a hope plans to prosper me, prosperity that he adds no sorrow to, right? And so no matter what circumstance you're in the middle of right now, I just want you to do a little stretch right now and go, yeah, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I'm a child of God. Oh, I've got victory in my DNA. I've got conquering in my blood. And nothing is going to stop me. Go ahead and say that. Nothing is going to stop me. Go ahead and say it again. Nothing is going to stop me. Come on. That's really good. That's really good. So, you know how we can make this a lifestyle, not just a one-night thing? Is that we can, number one, we can repent. Repent just means that we're going to change the way we think, okay? So I'm going to change the way I think about the value that I have for myself. That anytime I catch myself... Or think about comparing myself to somebody else or wishing I was somebody else or I wish I had it like this or that person. I can go, hold up. I'm valuable because I'm me. I don't got to be nobody else. All right? You think about the value that God has put on you. And don't worry about what anybody else is saying. And number two, we can pray. And we're going to pray. So just... Do whatever you want to do when you're praying. Whatever makes you happy about praying. And we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you guys. And if you want extra prayer afterwards, you can grab some of us, um, any of the staff.
But we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill us with that spirit of adoption so that we would know who we are and also so that we would be convicted, all right? Convicted means that there's like a siren that goes off in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit that says, you're doing it again. You're out of line. You're out of line. You're out of line. You're comparing yourself to other people. You don't think, you're not thinking about yourself the way I think about you. You're letting the devil push you around and tell you that you're not good enough. You're letting that mountain scare you, but you haven't been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of sonship. You've been given the spirit of a daughter of God that wakes up every day and goes, mm, yeah, it's good to be me. It's good to be me. So, Lord, I do pray that your spirit would be poured out on our hearts. You would fill us, God, with, with your spirit so that we could cry out from our inner being, from the most inner places in us, Abba, Daddy, that we would identify with you as our Father and as us being your children. And God, I pray that that same spirit would, would send us the signal that we're getting out of line every time we start to compare ourselves, every, t- every time we start trying to be like somebody else instead of being us. And God, I pray that that same spirit would egg us on, would push us into our potential and into the promises that you've given us, God. That would, it would give us the courage and the boldness to attack the mountains, the circumstances that you've, put, you've allowed to be put in front of us for us to have victory. This podcast was recorded live at Wednesday Night Youth Meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.